the Dark Horse Podcast will provide you with the methods and mindset to achieve your goals both inside the gym and out. This is your source for non-biased, accurate, and actionable information and tips surrounding fitness, nutrition, and ways to stay disciplined. I'll help you cut through the noise of the fitness industry and get straight to what you need to excel and grow. Okay, all right, here we go. Welcome back to the Dark Horse Podcast. This is episode number 12. This episode is going to be why your one rep maxes are probably overrated or why just anybody's one rep max in general, uh, I feel is overrated. I feel like it is an overrated estimate of strength outputs and I feel like it's... um, to be honest with you, a little overly hyped and a, a bit exaggerated. I'm going to provide a couple of reasons why, three reasons actually, uh, why I feel this way. And if you are completely turned off by the topic of the podcast, I would encourage you to continue listening. And if you know me thinking one rep maxes aren't a great measure of strength outputs for most people, and I will provide context context with that claim in, in just a moment. But if if you if that you know irritates you or, you know, offends you in any way whatsoever, then I definitely want you to keep listening because I hope you can stay objective and listen to the points that I'm about to convey. So jumping right into this, all right. Point number one, three reasons why one rep maxes are overrated in my opinion. Uh, Number one is because 99% of the population are not strength sport competitors. Um, I mean, most people are not going to be competitive power lifters. Most people are not going to be competitive bodybuilders or competitive strongmen. You know, the vast majority of individuals simply want to look good and feel good. You know, and, and even 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 then, even if you are, I'm gonna I'm gonna contend this, and and people can have opinions, and that's okay. But even if you are a strength athlete, I myself compete in strongman, and I still think that one rep maxes should not happen on a regular basis. I don't think you should max out every three months just because or just because your program calls for it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, how do you feel in that day? How's your nutrition been? How's your training been? Has it been consistent? Have you been progressively overloading? Are you able to keep up with the training program that you're doing? Because if none of these things, if none of these boxes are checked, why are you trying to increase maximal outputs? You're not in any shape or condition to be doing that, right? Just because the program calls for it. It's just not a very intelligent way to do things, man. Um, The other thing is you cannot build your strength if you are constantly testing your strength. The time that you spend testing your strength, you can't build. Lifting constantly, constantly heavy singles is not building strength. And I, I, I realize there's nuance and you can program it accordingly and things like that. But guys, you, you know what I'm saying. The majority of people who, <laughs> if I go, if, if you go to any commercial gym and you ask a, a simple client, Hey, listen, I need you to just work up to a heavy single. Okay. They're going to hear, even though you say heavy single, you did not say one rep max in their brain. They're going to hear, I need to hit a one rep max today. And that's not the same thing. All right. Little sidebar here, a heavy single and a one rep max are nowhere near the same thing. Okay. When I say a heavy single, just hit something at above 93 or 94%. Just pull it once and, and call it good. So, but back to my original point, you cannot build your strength if you are constantly testing your strength. Uh, Usain Bolt, p- p- great, perfect, perfect example. My man spends four, or he spent four years training to run for less than 10 seconds. 
Do you honestly think, do you honestly think that he was pushing himself maximally every single week? Probably not. In fact, definitely not. Because if he was, he would be in a deficit and he would not be able to shine when it was his time or his moment to shine. He would not be able to increase his maximal outputs in his particular situation is obviously speed, but he would not be able to increase that if he was constantly testing that and redlining it every week. It just would not happen. And you see this all of the time. Once the newbie gains wear off, once people, you know, you've been lifting six months, a year. Uh, I know some people have been very fortunate and they've been able to stretch it out for maybe, you know, 16 or, or 18 months. But at some point, guys, the newbie gains are going to, they're going to slow down. They're going to wear off. They're going to taper. And when that happens, you got to be smart about what you're doing. Just constantly coming in and, and pulling maximally, you know, I, I say pulling because I always think of deadlifting, but any lift, you get the point. Constantly coming in and, and exerting maximal effort every single time is a, is a quick route to frustration, plateaus, um, potentially even injury. But at the minimum, you're just not going to make progress. And that's incredibly frustrating when you spend time and money and effort in the gym and nothing is happening. That is incre- that's one of the most frustrating things on the planet. So, so why even set yourself up for that? Right. And again, another little footnote here is most average people will not or or don't need to maximally lift something one time. Okay. So still under point number one, 99% of the population are not strength sport competitors. The, the, the mom of four who simply wants better health, right? The grandmother who wants to kind of slow down the aging process, the 20 year old kid who's, you know, just trying to add weight, get stronger. You know what I mean? He wants to, <laughs> he wants people to notice his arms when he wears a t-shirt. Like those people are not going to need to move anything one time in the course of their regular life, right? Even construct, you, you, we can even do this on in, 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 people who work manual labor. Okay. They're never going, I, I worked, I, I worked as a tradesman for a while. I never had to move anything just once. I never had to maximally exert myself just one time in the course of my day. People that work construction, they don't have to do that. They do, however, have to lift things that are moderately to towards the end of heavy multiple, multiple, multiple times throughout their day. So if we are training for quote unquote, a better life, whatever you interpret that to be, why then would our training not mimic our lifestyle? Why would it not mimic the adaptations or the results that we're trying to get? And obviously the answer is it should, it it certainly should. So, you know, listen, I was a plumber, I've been a fireman. and, And again, at no point in any of those jobs did I ever have to maximally exert myself one time for one quote unquote repetition of anything. Okay. I'm not saying things weren't heavy and things weren't close to maximal, but they were never completely maxed out where I could barely move afterwards and I couldn't breathe that like it wasn't to that extent. So our training needs to mimic what we are trying to achieve <laughs> from the training and what we what we do, what our activity is in our daily lifestyle. So point number one, 99% of people are not strength sport competitors. So the need for a one rep max and no, being able to spit out an exact number for a one rep max is a little bit overrated in my opinion. Point number two, personally, I do not feel like 
I wonder why this is definitely going to cause some issues with some folks. But personally, I do not feel like a one rep max is a true indicator of maximal strength. And I'm going to say that again. I do not feel as if a one rep max is a true indicator of maximal strength. Again, I am talking about for 99% of most people, most people, it is not. Why would I ever say that? Everyone knows your one rep max determines how strong you are. Eh, But does it though? Let's think about this. Go to any gym or or maybe, I mean, maybe this is even happening in in your own gym, in your garage gym. If you're cool when you have a garage gym, Uh, it's just a joke. If this is, this might even be happening to you, but when you have people who are obsessed with a, with how much can you lift or how much can you press or how much can you you know squat or any of that you will see people going way way too heavy than what they are capable of manipulating i'm not saying they won't get the rep i'm saying they are not in full control of that barbell or or implement whatever you happen to be lifting with you will see very, very poor movement patterns, um, muscles not firing properly. You will see joint misalignment. You will see all types of things that, bottom line, the technical execution of the lift is trash. It is garbage. Now, I need to, I need to contradict myself a bit here, and I need to say that whenever you are approaching maximal weights, you're maximally loaded. There is going to be comp, there are going to be compensations. Uh, I mean, unless you're some sort of world record record holder or something like that, and you're just a a straight up guru here, there are going to be compensations, right? You can do things with 135. You can't do with 225. You can do things with 225. You ain't got a prayer of doing it 315 and 405 and 495 and so forth and so on, right? I'm pretty sure we can all agree to that. But what I'm saying is a lot of folks will simply go way, way too heavy just for just for an attempt to quote unquote get the rep, the deadlift and the um, overhead press are a prime example of that. And that is mainly because those exercises, those movement patterns begin with the concentric. A bench press and a squat are a little bit different, but even then, guys, right now, just YouTube some squat videos, YouTube some, YouTube some bench pressing videos and just watch in horror at some of the things people do. And, and I'm honestly kind of shocked there's not more, you know, catastrophic injuries than there are, but but my my point is you that is not a true measure of strength just because you quote unquote get the rep does not mean you possess that strength level and then you're like well of course it does you can get the weight up getting the weight up is not the same as executing the exercise if i go to pull a deadlift and my my back you know shoots through <laughs> like a cat on a hot tin roof Right. And I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't have hardly any engagement in my posterior chain and I'm, I'm quad dominant the entire way. Right. And, you know, my lockout is simply me just leaning backwards. If that's your quote unquote one rep max, you didn't really get that weight, dude. You don't own that weight. You managed to stand up with it, but you didn't actually get that weight. And I'm, I'm not trying to nitpick and I'm not trying to, you know, split hairs or argue semantics. I'm simply saying you don't possess the strength that you think you possess. And you may say, well, what's the big deal? Why is it so important? It doesn't really matter. Of course it does. Because, again, think about long term. 
if I pull a, a deadlift and it's horrible, like it, everything I just mentioned, let's say that's 600 pounds. Now I go into my next training block thinking I can deadlift 600 pounds. So if, when I pull percentages or if I'm doing RPE, whatever, how you structure your, your training or your programming, I'm going to pull everything from a 600 pound deadlift. But guess what? I don't have it. I don't own it. So what happens is the next two or three months, whenever I'm doing my training and I'm trying to go through my progressions and it's not working, like I'm getting smoked with 80% of my one RM or 90% of my one RM. I'm not able to hit my rep targets that I should be hitting if I were actually capable of performing that lift with that weight. Okay. So what's going to happen? I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to think my programming's not working. I'm going to think my nutrition's off. And, and yeah, some of that could be true, but the majority of times is people don't actually own the weight that they think they're lifting. So just because you get the rep doesn't mean that you own the weight. All right. Big, big, big difference there. So just just a couple of things of, of why I feel like it's just not a true measure of your maximal strength output. The other thing is Again, you're either ingraining good reps or bad reps. So when you constantly max and you're constantly pulling with these compensated movement patterns, you're ingraining poor repetitions. You're teaching your brain, which is teaching your body, to lift in a manner that is not the correct way to lift. The technique is off, right? And eventually, you're at a minimum, you're just going to be weaker than you would be if you just dropped the weight, learned how to as close to you as you can master the movement pattern and go from there. You would be much better off doing that. All right. So, and also guys, let's be real pulling a heavy triple or pulling a heavy set of five is going to, it could be a very large wake up call for a lot of people, especially if you're only pulling heavy singles. And when I say pulling again, I'm talking about deadlifting, any exercise here, pressing over, you know, squatting, whatever, if you're only doing heavy singles, you're really, really missing out. Do a heavy set of three. Do a heavy set of five and, and just watch how much you have to drop the weight. If you haven't been doing threes and fives, j- just do that for a, do those for a, work those into your training for a month and watch how humbled you are. And also watch how quickly you're able to progress. Threes and fives will absolutely drive a one. Absolutely. Remember that. Okay. So point number two was. I personally don't feel like it's a true indicator of strength outputs because you can compensate the pattern. You can go way too heavy again, just to quote unquote, get the rep and you don't actually own the weight. And that's going to lead to a lot of frustration down the road with your programming. And you're going to be running around thinking that you can lift weights that in all actuality, you really can't lift at all. So point number three, it can lead to an even higher level of fatigue. And a lot of people think nowadays, uh, nowadays recovery is getting quite a lot of, quite a bit of attention. And in my opinion, rightfully so. Uh, but <laughs> it's also something that's highly marketed and highly um, misinterpreted uh, as well. If you do a heavy set of bicep curls, you're not interfering with your recovery. Okay. You don't need more recovery. Okay, from from doing accessory or supplemental exercises. All right, uh, recovery gets thrown out. Oh, I need more recovery. I need more recovery, or my recovery's off, or whatever. And sometimes that might be true. Um, most of the time, uh, I will say the human body is incredibly resilient. So most of the time, when people think they're overtraining, they're probably not overtraining. They're just under recovering, which kind of feeds into my third point here: maximally loading your body and maximally 
putting as much force into the ground or into the bar or again, whatever lift you're doing and whatever you're lifting takes a lot out of you. It really, really depletes your central nervous system. So think of doing a heavy, if you've ever done a maximally heavy lift and, a, and most people's scale here is a bit skewed, but when you pull a maximum lift, you feel terrible afterwards. You do not feel well at all. At least you shouldn't. If it was heavy enough and you had to work hard enough, you're not going to feel very great. So that's going to add to your overall level of fatigue, right? That's going to impact your ability to recover overall. Now you combine this with the fact, and if you're honest here, you, you know, I'm telling the truth. You combine this with the fact that the majority of people do not get enough sleep. Just that baseline. T take training and lifting completely out of the equation. Just day-to-day -day life here. The majority of people already neglect sleep or, or just for whatever reason, they just can't seem to get their sleep dialed in. I'll, I'll just say it that way. So you're, you're not well-rested. Uh, the majority of people are dehydrated. Um, it's very commonplace to think, well, I drink plenty of water. I'm fine. Uh, most people actually don't, uh, and they're kind of astonished to find out they don't. But so a lot of folks are dehydrated, not very well uh, rested, and now you go in and you try and pull a maximal output or you try to max out constantly or, or way too much, in, again, in my opinion, you try to max out a little bit too much and you're, you're not able to recover from that because the three things, your biggest tools for recovery are sleep and food. And <laughs> uh, I mean... Listen, I know even people in the fitness industry sometimes need to tighten up on their nutrition. You know, I'm sure that we could all squeeze a little a little bit uh, more out of our nutritional uh, plan if, if we really looked at it and scrutinized it closely enough. So. So we're not very well rested. Maybe we we're dehydrated. Maybe we're underfed. Maybe we're not eating properly. Maybe we're missing some micronutrients, whatever the case may be. And then you come in and you, you, again, you're maxing out a little too much. Your sleep is going to go, is going to go even worse now because this your, your body doesn't know what's going on and your ability to come most importantly, your ability to come back into the gym and perform at a high level just got much, much harder. It's not about what you can do once in the gym. It's about what you can continue to do for years and years on end. That is the true measure of strength and conditioning. It doesn't, it doesn't do me any good to pull a max weight. Yes, I got it. Awesome. But now I feel like crap for a couple of days. I can't even, I can't even do my recovery work, right? I can't even like do basic daily movement because I'm so depleted. I feel so bad. You know, I, I don't, it, it's just not a good, it's not a good setup, man. It's not a good deal. So that's kind of my third point there is that it can lead to an even higher level of fatigue and fatigue just in, again, most folks just at baseline are fatigued from lack of sleep, high stress, you know, whatever you want to attribute it to. So focusing on, you know, how much you can lift is one time anyway, is probably not the greatest thing that you should be focusing on. Again, hit a heavy triple, hit a heavy set of five, and then six months later, work, work those threes and fives into your programming and actually do them, like actually do them with some conviction. And then six months later, retest your one RM, you'll be incredibly shocked.
All right, so that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on this 12th, joining me on this 12th installment. I hope you got something out of this. As always, if you have any questions, make sure you email me, darkhorseperformance at yahoo.com. You can also message me through my website, darkhorseperformance.biz. I'm also on Facebook at Be a Dark Horse and on Instagram, darkhorse.biz performance. If you have a question for the show, make sure you send it in. I'd love to hear from you. Please, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the podcast, guys. It really does help um, promote this thing. So thank you guys so much. I will see you next time. And as always, be a dark horse.